Blog Talk Radio. And I just don't give a damn. This is what I am. Understand, I don't give a damn. My doja kosher, game over, soldier, I'm coolin', be on the sofa, niggas is poses and I'm the sculpture, don't mean it, it's soldier, but fuck the bullshit, I feel the dopeness and proper, I'll do it live, well, of course, unless you're not listening live, this is the Pro Wrestling George East Coast, it's Wednesday, October 16th, 2019, I am your host, Travis Bryant, and joining me, per usual, co-host extraordinaire, uh, I should have put a French thing on it, accent like Jericho. Extra, okay. Uh, Cameron Hawkins, everybody. <laughs> Cam, what's happening? What's going on, man? Not too much, man. How's everything? Things are all right. Just working, working, working. You know. Mm-hmm. I do not, but yep. Um, <laughs> good to <laughs> good to good to good to hear things are moving along and progressing. Got a. As you said, got a lot of things going on, and uh, you know, we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later. In the meantime, this is the East Coast cast. We're here to talk the last week in pro wrestling television. Let's uh, let's go ahead and give out all the pertinent information. <clears throat> if you want to have your voice heard on this here show, there are two ways of going about that. First way, give us a call. Hit us up on the Constellation Lines in and, uh, yeah, queue up uh, 347-202-0103 Once again, that's 347-202-0103 And that's to talk to us live on air tonight Other way to have your voice heard on this show Is to drop us a voicemail If you can't call us live, the voicemail line is there for you Three minutes, unadulterated Questions, comments, rants, whatever you got There's your There's your platform to have your voice heard. Uh, voicemail line is 415-787-5229. Once again, that's 415-787-5229. Uh, if you can't uh, or if you don't want to do either of those things, you can drop us an email, eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com, eastcoastaudioshow at gmail.com. Indicate somewhere in the in the uh, subject or body of the email, at least, uh, whether you're, you want it read in the VIP or non-VIP section of the show. And I'm looking at you, Jason, from Orlando. <laughs> but we'll get to those. Uh, once again, East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Uh, find the show on Twitter at East Coast Cast. Twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. Find my personal Twitter at Trad Lord. And you can find Cam at Seahawk. That's C E E Hawk. And the last bastion of Get Adage. Find us on Facebook. The Facebook fan page can be found at Facebook.com slash PW Torch East Coast Cast. Or just search East Coast Cast or PW Torch. <clears throat> Either of those will bring you to our fan page. Give us a like. Uh, share it on your timeline. Tag your wrestling buddies in it. Let them know what, what 
we're all about and spread the word that way. Um, so Cam, yeah, where are we going to start this week? What's the uh, what's the A story coming out of the last seven days or so? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Trevor. <laughs> what, 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 what a weird week, you know? Like, I, I, WWE had its draft, right? Yeah. yeah. Which I feel like there's be nothing. A, nothing came from. You know, no, no, like, no, no, you are absolutely wrong. They were exposed <laughs> and as, the, yeah. as having terrible creative and bad ideas of what a draft is, as they have been for the better part of 18 years since, you know, yeah. 17 years that they've been doing this. They've gotten it right. The first one was really good. You know, it's kind of hard not to be when you're, you know, but, but for the most part, they uh, <clears throat> are not... Uh, are not good at this draft stuff. And this one was particularly terrible. Like when you have, what did I see earlier today? It said, so teams can be drafted as one, as one, but USA decided to draft Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross separately. And <laughs> trade them to SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> like who... Why? Like how they had all those, and um, some people, as we'll get into later, had a real big issue with the with the integration of. I think it's more of the, the Fox stuff, not the USA stuff, uh, with the football players and the highlight guys and, and the jocks and the, the gimmicks. And the, I had no problem with that. I don't think it was making fun of wrestling at all. It's just like whatever. Um, I thought, I'm thinking, you got all those guys around to say, hey, how does a fucking draft work? How do sports fans go, um, uh, this is, um, this is, oh, this is good. This was worth, um, you know, hyping for two nights across a, a weekend and everything like they have to do now. So, uh, they were exposed big time, I think, in, in, in that draft. Yeah. And just the format and everything. AEW did something as simple as win-loss record in singles, tags, and trios. And even if it doesn't amount to a thing, it's a cool thing that is hard to question because it's concrete numbers, concrete information, gives you an idea of people's trajectories. Um, and you know, the WWE draft was just all platitudes. Like, it was all platitudes. Um, You know, it wasn't outside of the champions, who none of them moved. Um, (laughs) You know. What was the point of even including them? They could have just said at the start, all champions stay where they are. Yeah. And that's where you get signed. It will be assigned at a later date. Yeah, yeah, you can leave it that big. You could leave it that big. I'm saying, say no, you're assigned to who you got you. That's what happens yeah. when you're you're a champion. That's the drawback. If that's even a drawback, I don't think it is. And yeah. and you use um, those spots just, for other people. Oh my god, it was so terrible. Yeah, it just it didn't really. It was a way to fill two days, you know. Um, and probably the most interesting thing came from it. Oh, they're so turned off by it. Yeah. Just in the common sense 
you know, kind of thing. And, and, and the announcers, like, bless their hearts. Um, you know, a guy like Dio Madden, who, who concretely knows not only how a draft works, but how draft commentary should sound as somebody who was a part of an NFL draft. You know what I mean? Like, uh, as a player? For people He's like a football that. guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Brennan Williams uh, played for a few teams, um, I, I want to say. Um, I think he was a Panther at one point. Um, what? Yeah, he was, um, he was an offensive tackle for the Texans, Jaguars, and Patriots. Yeah. So, you know, a, a guy who knows how that process works, who was a third-round draft pick, like, has to be, you know, kicking himself listening to this. And, like, guys like us, like you, um, of course a football guy, but a really big baseball guy who mm-hmm. sits through all kinds of unnecessary information about college players, you know, and me, young old man who's watched NFL drafts, like at least four of them the whole way through. Like if you care about sports, this was stupid to you, you know? And if you don't care, I don't care. I don't watch drafts. They're notoriously boring and ridiculous. And I don't, I, I don't care about football until <laughs> you know, that yeah, which is fair. But yeah, like, no, no, no. Yeah, that's you just, you know, that's just me. But I, I know how the process works. Like, I'm not an idiot. Yeah, you don't jazz up the draft by not talking about the individual, like, talents and highlights and specifics of that player. Like, that's not how draft is a part of the and culture. The war room stuff you avoid was dumb. Yeah, the oh. war room stuff was dumb. Um, oh. Like, it just it was all so bush league for, for you to have all this money behind you. What were they carrying? They gave out they, of any they, of this. Look, Steph came out with a with a with a paper that said that had five X on it. Raw SmackDown, Raw SmackDown, Raw. Mm-hmm. Or five, whatever. However that works out. Yeah, five. And they're looking at their reaction when like y'all put y'all gave her the names. Why are y'all cheering when yeah. they're getting called out on TV? Yeah. You know what you're getting. What are you doing? Like, I get to say, yeah, like, oh, they took those it, guys. It would who make more sense to, a, to have a, smaller, a, a room full of fans of each brand. Like, uh, you, yes, it would make more sense. I'm not sure. It, it would still sense. be stupid, but it would make more yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. like, I'll, I'll, I'll certainly, like, admit that. Um but yeah, I and again, the only interesting thing news-wise to come out of any of this WWE stuff is mm-hmm. Eric Bischoff is out and Bruce Pritchard is in. Out of there. Like 16 weeks. If that, whatever, I mean, <laughs> there you go. And he's going to be at StarCast in three weeks. Yeah. So like, who knows what he can or can't say. But that's going to be super uh, I'm not sure if I'd. Uh, I don't know. Like I'm not a. He's just not a guy to look to. He's not going to dish. He's well, sure, like, sure. I don't mean he's going to say anything maybe, bad, but just maybe what his perspective happened. of the job is what I'm interested in. Because when yeah. you put Bruce Pritchard in that spot, to me that means you put Vincent Man already back in that up. spot. He already bigged up like, oh, good move. You know, Bruce has got blah 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 many years. And they can't be in better hands. So he did the diplomatic thing and didn't like. Well, sure, so. but again, to me that means that Vince McMahon is just back in that spot. 
I just don't know about pay, you know, what's the point of paying whatever Bischoff costs to show up at StarCast. Like, are fans thinking he's, I don't know. I just. I think more people are going to, are going to go. How many more? I don't know, but yeah. yeah. We'll see. But again, yeah, it, it, it's it's an interesting move, and it, it's certainly at an interesting time. Two weeks into the uh, SmackDown run on on Fox, Bischoff's gone. Uh, has there been? Are you aware of any solid reporting on from either side on? Why or why now or anything? I no nothing. Anything beyond uh, speculation? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, nothing at all. I mean, you know, if let let's just say that Eric Bischoff's idea was the Roman Reigns who done it, then you're like, okay. <laughs> you know, then you're like, okay. Right, but the time, like, I'm not sure if that's because like the thing off the ground when he got yeah because hell. remember a few weeks maybe a month or so ago it was they made a big emphasis on like it was something else going on maybe it was the who done it but it, they put made a big emphasis that uh like no 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 Bischoff just got here he wasn't even he was driving across the country in his damn RV and blah 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 he wasn't part of that and now you can't all of a sudden just like put stuff on Bischoff. Like, wait, he was either there or he wasn't. Yeah. You know, he was. He was. Yeah, he had a part of it, or he, or or he, or he did. I just think it's 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 a redundance, a redundancy thing more than anything. I think it's more of a he doesn't add anything. He's not bringing. Like, what are we? Why are we having to go through this guy? Kind of thing. It might be a Bill Watts in in, in, nine, in whenever he came back and for you know his brief run after being gone for just a few years, but in that few years the business had passed him by, like just so obvious. You know, certainly on a national scale. Maybe maybe you know Bischoff, who everybody's like, oh, he's got the chops and exact ties, and you know the, uh, does he have the production company, or at least, a, you know, mm-hmm. his buddy, Soft Shoes or some shit. Um a lot. Soft Shoes. And something, <laughs> so, the, I think it was in, they, it's instinctively assumed, and I'm no, not sure if he, and this is obviously me speculating, maybe it's just not, he's just not bringing a bit, what Fox and Watts has, and someone that's the go-between of that magnitude. It's like a, there's this episode of The Office where it's season one where Michael has to let somebody go, and he tasks the accountants with, uh, and you've seen this one, tasks the accountants with finding it, and the three accountants are like, there is one, uh, what, there's one department that has three people doing the work of two people. They're like, which one? Then everybody gets quiet. So they don't lose their job. And then they look at the book, they're like, you know what? We're paying this guy a lot of money, and he's not actually doing Anything? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, you just came on with this. It's one thing to be in that job and nobody knows your name. Mm-hmm. As far as, like, uh, 
you know, a company and other execs that are higher up will take the flag and shit. Because nobody knows this guy. Nobody knows he might not know. But you're splashed across <laughs> not just wrestling media, but variety and regular, you know, mainstream entertainment stuff. Yeah. That, that could have played a role. Um, going back to last week, well, do you have any uh, uh, any remaining thoughts? Maybe you're all talked out about it, but of of, of Dynamite last week and maybe even NXT. Yeah, I mean, I thought um, you know Chris Jericho showed why he's the guy that you put at the helm. Um, just mm-hmm. carries himself so good, and and always seems to find a way to to tweak and to adjust and to fine-tune the character he's trying to present. I thought that his promo, along with presenting the inner circle, was just done really, really well. Um, You know, as somebody who's not the biggest fan of the Young Bucks style, um, watching them in Private Party go at it was was a joy. And, you know, seeing early on Private Party go over a team like the Young Bucks in a tag title tournament, I, I think that AEW, if nothing else, is presenting interesting stories with the Bucks and Omega not being, I guess, the gatekeepers, you know, from the jump, and maybe having to, to rediscover or reevaluate where they stand, like, on the roster, I think is really interesting. So, uh, just, again, yeah, good stuff, beginning of the show and end of the show from those guys. And, uh, yeah, on, on top of that, NXT, you know, Leo Rush from, from NXT Act, to 205 Live Act, to Bobby Lashley's handler, to disappearing from TV, to taking WWE out of his bio, to coming back to becoming Cruiserweight Champion. Like, what yeah. a what a trajectory. Uh, what, two years? Not even? Yeah, what a trajectory for, for what is he, 23? Um, you know, for a young kid who hopefully has found his traction. And even though I think it's silly to name it the NXT Cruiserweight Championship, um you know, that's going to be some really good action um, because they they have the talent down there to do that. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm still not sure where War Games is going. Um, You know, you have Balor in the mix. You have Champa making his uh, return tonight, which I'm really interested in seeing, Uh, you know, how that goes against an Angel Garza. But Wednesday nights are, are, right now, Wednesday nights are the best wrestling. (laughs) If you have to pick between those three nights, I still haven't caught NWA, which everybody's raving about so far on Tuesdays. Um, but, yeah, uh, the, right now, Wednesday night is, is I think, the night. And uh, both those shows, I thought, thought had really good aspects. Yeah, I hear about the power show, the NWA power show. And, and it's just, well, one, it's just another another you know, another hour or so of wrestling to, 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 to have to watch, which is not exactly uh, thrilled at, uh, at the prospect of. Um, but, you know, they, like Tim Storm, like the, the, the idea, <laughs> Tim Storm, I'm sorry, like he's going for your world title. Like you got Nick all this up there who I thought, you know, who took Nick Storm out and, you know, or, Tim Storm. I just don't know. He's just an he's just an old man body guy who's who's clearly being not you know I don't know. He's just a you know his time's up. 
Yeah, you know, he can't be on somebody's <laughs> national TV. Call man Wash, Travis. He can't be on somebody's national TV, you know, wrestling that style. And you have to wrestle that style because that's the style that your body allows. The way it's built and as many decades it's been on this planet. With all of our factors. But he shouldn't be on somebody's number one contender national TV wrestling show. Sorry. Sorry. I'm not sorry. Um, but I'll catch it, <clears throat> I'm sure. And uh, well, there you go. yeah, and even uh, and even impact on on Thursdays. I'm hearing decent things about the Thursdays. Whenever well, yeah, I think they're we'd be remiss. I don't know if we didn't talk about uh, you know Bailey's heel turn. Finally, finally, Bailey's turn heel before Cena. That's crazy. But um, you know, new look. Slightly new gear, definitely new haircut, popping the Bailey buddies. Um, you know, you had a great reaction from that little kid on Twitter. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's going about it well. Hopefully it sticks. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, it was one of those you, you, you couldn't help but seeing see coming because of the hairdo. So mm-hmm. that was the, the, the dead-ass giveaway, like, uh-oh. She's about to call my man. She's called to see my manager. And uh, but the way but the way she went about it, getting the tool. Again, when I saw the tool, I was like, she's gonna pop him. I was like, she's not gonna go attack Charlotte <laughs> with that thing. And then went on and and went and won. That was the most important part. Going on and beating the shit out of Charlotte and winning that match. Didn't beat the shit out of her. It was a decent back and forth match, but winning winning that title. By hook or by crook. And that's the difference. Because that's what Bailey didn't do when push came to show. Mm-hmm. So and push that wasn't even push it. I mean the title was on the line, but emotionally and all that stuff, like you know, when she gets to that point and then you see her have to pick up a weapon and fuck somebody's shit up and her not hesitate. Or maybe hesitate then Wear somebody out, but yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, of uh, of this Bailey. Almost, I I almost I want to call her Pam, you know. I I don't uh, definitely Pam's haircut. She's you know she's still Bailey. <laughs> kind of Pam, you know. Definitely look like her Pam. Um, but yeah, good stuff. Uh, with Bailey, I'm interested to see her first interaction. Have they done like a d- backstage WWE.com thing with her and and Sasha? No, because Sasha. I don't think so. Yeah, Sasha's uh, out for extended or for whatever reason. <laughs> she said vacation time. <laughs> so mm-hmm. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to their first promo on screen together, interacting with each other. New Bailey, Blue Sasha Banks. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Let's uh let's open things up. Once again, hit the constellation line. Call call us live three four seven two zero two zero one zero three. Let's um, let's start things off in D.C. 
don't know. Is that Willis? Maybe? I don't know. DC. Yeah, it's what me. Up? What up, Willis? It's me. What's not so much. How is everybody doing? Doing all right? All right. I've been doing all right, especially since I stopped watching WWE since Hell in a Cell. Did <laughs> that help? Man. And I've been I mean, hearing the stuff like about... Weeks. Not even, so, yeah. like, you know. Yeah. Um, mm. I, the only thing I probably end up watching is the Crown Jewel pay-per-view, just because what? I got to do it, do it for my YouTube page. You ain't got to do nothing that. for nothing. For nobody. How you going to say, Damn. I don't got to watch the WWE. They can't give them the... <laughs> you know. That don't make no sense, Willis. Well, <laughs> people like to hear my my um, insight on stuff on that. So, especially mm-hmm. I got a couple good hits on my Hell in the Cell review. Yeah, so. You gonna use the the, the, the the audience card? Pull the audience card. They they demand it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but okay. other than that, I haven't been watching. Any of it. I haven't watched NXT or nothing. I'm not mad at NXT. It's just the fact that um, AEW come on, and then I'm just too lazy to cut it on and watch it on the network the next next day. Yeah, there's too much too much stuff on the TV. All no, the, all the I was TV. just saying like five minutes ago. It's like why I haven't watched NWA Power yet. Have you watched that? You have no credibility. You haven't watched that. I watched both. I watched both episodes so far. Okay, It's pretty good. Just a simple, nice hour, just to see people on there that you ain't seen in a minute. So now, is it a is it a is it a legit you know hour? Because it's on YouTube, so I can't imagine they're commercial like real two minute, three minute long commercials. Yeah, it's it's an hour. They got their own homemade commercials. Well, I'm sure if you're watching an hour YouTube and they have that's just YouTube, you're going to see an ad or two or five in in that hour. But I I just, yeah, but it's a legit hour. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I've been watching. Yeah. And I've been keeping up with MLW, of course. And I've been watching WOW. All right. Well, you know what? If you're not watching WWE and you're still satiated with wrestling, that's kind of the idea. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's uh, after after the Hell in the Cell that joint turned me off, and then the whole Lana and Lashley storyline that shit corny as fuck. And then from what I've been out. What I've been hearing about the draft that basically they were drafting people that was already on on the damn show from the jump. That's the thing. There's one time where they said SmackDown just got a lot more eco friendly by drafting Daniel Bryan. Where has he been the last year? Well, she had to say her line though. That's a line that's written and whatever. It doesn't matter the context. That line had to get But you just say SmackDown is gonna stay eco friendly. They, like, they, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The line is the, yes. She should have been the moment. Even known that. Um, and and, and yeah. what blew me when I when I heard that what they say oh. the first draft was Becky Lynch the Raw, even though she's been the Raw Women's Champion since WrestleMania. That shit ain't make no sense. 
They should have just left all the champions and said, champs to say where they are. That's where you, that's where you're assigned to. That's who's got your exclusive contract after you're not champion anymore. <laughs> and, and left it at that because all the champions stayed and they could have, like I said, they, tr- they drafted, they could have drafted a team as one. They decided to draft Alexa and goddamn Nikki Cross separately and then trade them to SmackDown. It's the most dumbest shit I've fucking heard. So, the whole so, thing was good. I'm trying and you see who's left on the board? Like Cesaro and uh, all kinds of people. Like, how? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just, man. Yeah, I, see, I seen somebody tweeted that on Twitter. All the people that's like um, free agents and stuff. So, yeah, that was pretty interesting to see who who and what's what. But, yeah, I have, I went to the first AEW show when they was here in D.C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, uh, I think I probably saw you post about it. Yeah, that joint was, yeah, that that joint was fun, especially to see where I was sitting at and how much I paid for my ticket for the floor seat. I paid twenty dollars for that joint. For a floor seat? God damn! They was like, we gonna fill this bitch. Ain't no way we're gonna not sell it out or say we had to pay for the place. Like that would have not been a good look. <laughs> I hope, you want to know what happened? Attitude going forward, like price wise, I really do. I mean, that's 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 so in in. Uh, what am I? Not in, I guess inclusive to for poor people, <laughs> but it's uh, <laughs> um, um, fuck, accessible. Yes, that's what I was looking for. So there you go. Accessible as hell. Yeah. You you want to know the reason why that joint happened the way it did? Because what happened was when the tickets first went on sale, all the scalpers bought them joints up, and barely anybody could get decent seats where they wanted to get, because those tickets was originally $90, the floor seat. So what happened, yeah, what ended up happening, Ticketmaster got a hold of a lot of the tickets that didn't get sold, so they had to end up reselling them again for a lower price, because the scalpers ended up holding on to a lot of the tickets, and it screwed up a lot of people. Because I had already had a, a $35 ticket for a 100 section. But um, one of my friends in my Facebook group was like, they got floor seats for $20. Okay. Um, the day okay. before, so that was the day before, day. yeah, the day <laughs> before the show. Credit. Yep, so yeah. I end up um, just letting my 30 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I just ended up letting my thirty-five dollar ticket go go away and just bought the twenty-dollar ticket and had the floor seat and I still had saved with a whole bunch of money because the ticket was the original nine. Thirty-five dollar ticket go away, go away where? Just let it go away. That was just an empty seat. <laughs> well, okay. I, I mean, it just. Why would why would you not even just want to rip just on this for the selfish reason of wanting to recoup your thirty five bucks and also like somebody want to sit there like I mean somebody's not seeing seeing the show they could have seen the show. how how at the same time was that selfish to yourself and selfish to everybody else? That is the 
How did the universe not collapse on itself in that moment right there? That would well, I just didn't. I didn't. I didn't know nobody that didn't. I didn't. I didn't know nobody that had didn't have a ticket, so I could send it over to them because I didn't have a a paper ticket. I had had on on my app. I never printed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe it's reasons. My bad. mm -hmm. Yeah. So I didn't get a chance to get give nobody no free tickets. So um, all my friends I knew already had their tickets. And yeah. uh, one of my friends that didn't have a ticket, he didn't want my ticket because he was trying to get the floor seat by the ramp. And he was waiting till the last minute to get his ticket so he can get it cheap. And he ended up getting his ticket. But he still had paid $100 for his ticket. And I was in the section across from him. But the only good thing about it is me, my friends, they got in the newspaper for the um, the Washington Post because they had took a picture of the crowd and they was all in the crowd when they had took the picture. So nice. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I've been satisfied with the wrestling I've been watching at the moment. But, yeah, that Bray Wyatt shit pissed me off. They, yeah. I feel like I feel like they kind of there's no the hyperbole to that. Like it's like okay, Willis can go off on a rant and pretty much be like, you know, not, it's yeah, always no, like no, all right, it. all right. You went you went too far there, Willis, as usual. But no, I don't think there is a too far <laughs> in that case. <laughs> and did you hear about the planned the planned finish? Is this something I heard that was going to do Undertaker uh, and Mankind over again? Yeah, it was supposed to be a fall off the spot, fall off the top. Of the cage spot, that's what gets the match called off. And I don't know when, when or how they changed it. Whether it was like before, completely before the match, like okay, okay, let's change the finish, or if it was legit, like during the match, and maybe like the ref got a call on the yeah, I wonder when it happened. But yeah, I'm I'm glad for for everybody. Cause, could you imagine? Because it still would be terrible. Like, people would still, you would imagine, you would have to assume all of the damage, all the kickouts at one or half a one, all that shit was what was, was supposed to lead up to Seth going, I got to throw him off. And, the finish, and then it's over. And, the, and you get the same reaction. I think, I hope that was the, I hope that was the rationale. Like, we're going to get the same shitty reaction. How about we not fucking throw one of our, you know, top fucking guys off a goddamn thing? And I hope that's what won out today, and not some some other bullshit reason. Right. Um. What what, what else? What else happened? Um. Did anybody watch Flash last week? Last week or or yesterday? Last week. Yes. No. I never thought that I never thought I would see the day when the Flash was running down the street with the Flash Gordon theme song in the background. That was so it was so good. Oh gosh. Flash Gordon? They, yeah. they time they timed that joint perfectly. That was really good. Yeah. I like man. Yeah. I, and this, Battle I Woman. Why would he play Flash? But Travis, you know Cisco. And so he's had oh, yeah, that tuck. For how long? Mm-hmm. Think about how long Cisco has been waiting to sync up the Flash Gordon theme to Flash doing some Flash stuff. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was pretty dope. <laughs> I yeah, just finished so, watching a, a month or so ago last year's crossover event. So I'm well behind. I got all caught up, like, in the last month or two on everything. Well, I say everything. Flash, uh, what, Flash and Arrow. Uh, and, okay, you uh, mind Flash and Supergirl. Yeah. Yeah, so kind of know what's what. And I've been watching, uh, Batwoman too, so yeah. Yeah, y'all, y'all been y'all been some, some different opinions about that. I mean, some people, yeah, are like, oh, yeah, what a what a nice start, and other people are like, wow, what a piece of shit. I'm like, well, okay, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what to because <laughs> I got to see it. <laughs> it's absolutely nothing yeah. wrong with the show. It's just it's basic, but it I, I don't see nothing bad about it. It's not like she. Uh, in your face, lesbian, and all this and that. We know she's a lesbian. You can grow out of basic into something. It's better to start off yeah. having basic template superhero CW kind of formula shit and know you can go from there with your dynamic characters if they catch on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, think I think that's for Black, uh, uh, Black Lightning. Like, maybe wishes it did out of the gate. Like, Hey, let's not like uh, you know kick people in the teeth with uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you, have, you have a lot of, uh, but not. I mean, between Batwoman, the Joker movie, and Titans, and really Arrow, if you think about it, like there are just a lot of shows that, like the specter of Batman is hovering over them, or like both in storyline. And like kind of in the metal way, and so you're just like, yeah. just 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 bring Batman, <laughs> you know? Like you're just like, just, just bring Batman, and you know. But yeah, I think, I think, I think it's all right so far. Right. So yeah, have anybody have any of y'all seen the pictures of everybody that's show going to show up on on the crisis? I keep yeah. hearing. I haven't seen some pictures. But I haven't seen them everybody, but I think I've every time somebody new gets added, she puts it in the group chat. Yeah, I, have the like, on oh, like, I thought that was really interesting. Look at that. Look at yeah. that guy. They got um they got um Kevin Conroy coming in as Batman Beyond. Which so is really cool. I want, yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if they gonna actually show Terry McGinnis on that joint or what? Um they actually have to come out, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, they try and get Linda Carter to come back as Wonder Woman. Um, what? I seen. I, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. But she's uh, she's you know the president and she's in the storyline and on Supergirl. Not anymore. Not anymore. Well, I mean, even if she they is, had, like they have uh, uh, Trav. You know how Jay Garrick looks just like Barry's dad. Yeah, um, no good point. He just got married to a lady that looks just like Barry's mom. Yeah. Oh my god. But so, you know, they oh they do their thing. Wow. Like they, like they already have yeah. uh, what's my man's name uh, playing the Adam and Superman. So you know, yeah, yep. like that. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Hey, go I guess bring that, actually, back. that actually helps with the with the narrative. Like if we if we yeah. have these major characters that are. Different in other words, like they're there, but they're slightly different. And here's a hero, but he's got different kind of, you know, it's, it's Linda Carter's two Wonder Woman in one and an alien president in another. It's like, oh, okay, no, it's par for the course or an 
adds to it. Actually adds to it. So, no, no, yeah, man. And, and I'm glad to see Tom Welling coming back. As, well, that I was the one for me. Clark Kent. Yeah, uh-huh. was, yeah, the small guy. That, that was the one for me. Yeah, we're gonna try and Clark they said, and, 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 and Lois and Erica Durant. Mm-hmm. She was already. And they said they try uh-huh. They said they try and bring the Titans in from off of the TV show. That's on. Um, that's on the Disney. Whatever. Isn't whatever. Isn't happening in like November or December? How how are they having? How are they still adding people? Well, they well they doing like five or six episodes. So one half is gonna be in December and the half is gonna be in January. And they and the rumor going around they try and get Michael Keaton to come back as Batman. They're doing the most. Yeah, so that was the last one I saw. Yep. Yeah. So I he probably gonna just be a picture somewhere something like that. I don't think they gonna actually had the money to actually bring him out as Batman. At, mm-hmm. at this point in time, so yeah. yeah, but yeah, everything on the DC side, TV wise, has just been awesome. I like the Joker. I thought it was a good movie, even though all it was was a remake of Taxi Driver and and another Scorsese movie, but it was still good. Yeah, I, I thought. I mean, it's it's a. I think it's good, but it's not a comic book movie, and I think if you can make that distinction then you're good. Like, it was, you know, a good movie, but the thing about Joker is, I don't think Joker is... When Joker's not grounded, to me, like, it's just kind of a one-sided story. I thought Joaquin Phoenix was amazing. Like, amazing. One of the best performances I've ever seen. Um, I also think that without uh, a base, like, without a Batman character without somebody grounded and opposing what you're saying, that the character just kind of wanders. So, yeah, I, I would recommend going to see it, but, like, if that's nominated for, like, Picture of the Year, I'm like, people are crazy. <laughs> well, and that's, well, that's what they haunt about. That's what they're going to end up happening. Even though... He should, he should get the best actor consideration, though, absolutely. Right. But I'm just mad that Wisham Kong pulled himself out. Robert Downey Jr. said he pulled himself out of the Oscar nomination for Best Actor. Oh, yeah? You say why? I don't know why he didn't. Uh, he just, I haven't read it, but he just said he pulled himself out. Oh, wow. Uh, maybe he figured that he wasn't going to win it anyway because of the character he was playing. I don't know. Because you know how they usually do about comic book stuff. If it ain't serious like the Joker. So, I mean, the yeah. nomination, that's, that's still a hell of a thing. As the, the protagonist yeah. in a comic movie, like, that's, that's a lot. Why are you pulling stuff out? There's an interview out there somewhere, the reason why he did. I don't, I don't know if it's a political move or what, but or maybe he just don't care. But th- doesn't he have one anyway? Didn't he get a nod from fucking Tropic Thunder? Yep. Yeah, and I thought he had one one for Chaplin. He had did the Charlie Chaplin movie back in the day. I could be wrong. Like, yeah, that's just odd. But other than that, that's that's about it. I go back and and work catching up on Flash from last night, and then waiting for AEW to come on, and that's gonna be the end of me for the rest of the night. 
<laughs> oh, that sounds like a, a solid rest of the night. Talk to you, Willis. Yeah. All right. All right. Willis from D.C., everybody. Um, let's jump into these emails. We've got one from Jabron, one from Jason in Orlando. Let's start with Jabron out in Vegas. Uh, he chimes in. <clears throat> Two questions for y'all, fellas. Uh, according to Dave Meltzer, the fin- okay, this is this is where I heard heard this from. According to Dave Meltzer, the finish to the Fiend versus Seth match was for the Fiend to fall off the top of the cell. At that point, the match would would be called off, uh, called to be stopped. Uh, then we would have gotten the same post match angle that we got after the match ended. Yeah, yeah, I think I certainly gave my uh, opinion of that. And it, it, did you have anything to say about that idea? Nope. Yeah. Uh, he continues with his next thing. I don't understand what the point of the rematch between the Fiend and Seth at Crown Jewel is. Or I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know the point of the rematch between the Fiend and Seth at Crown Jewel. It's. Oh, okay. No period. It's fair to say that the Fiend is going to lose this match because he's on SmackDown. Also, if Bailey was to go was going to turn, they could have done this without. Or losing the title and getting it right back almost two weeks later. Thanks, I'll be listening to the show. Yeah, uh, it's also a way to give Charlotte another fucking championship, you know, so she can say, "Ooh, I was done, you know." And and it don't matter if the comeback, which somebody said a few weeks ago, you know, said to her face, was like ten, so big fucking deal. They didn't mean anything. And she's like, I don't care. I, I got a bunch. That's obviously WWE's thing. Yeah, her and Becky, she's like, I, I got them, though. Doesn't change the fact that I have them. Like, yeah, I guess it doesn't. <laughs> but, okay. Um, yeah, I, I think for it to work, though, she can't be champion when she decides to turn. Yeah. Right? I, I don't think it works. So, I mean, I can't, as much as I, you know, you know, with the Charlotte stuff, I can't put that on her. It's like. Did I hit a button? Can be there. Okay. That beat was kind of knocking. <laughs> I don't know where it came from, but <laughs> it got a hit. Um, fuck, I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh, Bailey. Yeah, I don't think it works without her not. Ha- I don't think, or it certainly works better with with her not having a championship. And it's it might have been the time when they went, "Hey, Charlotte, you gotta win this title." And, Whatever. Doesn't matter. And it doesn't. It's ten, eleven title ranks. Thanks for the email, Jabron. Appreciate you. Uh Jason from Orlando. All right. He chimes in and says, What up, East Coast Cast? Until this past Monday, I haven't watched any WWE since the introduction of the twenty four seven title. And I gotta be honest, after watching Raw, I'm seriously considering Canceling the WWE Network. Okay, so 
He had so twenty four seven titles introduced, and he sees the, what that's about. He leaves, mm-hmm. and this past Raw, so you missed the debut of SmackDown. You missed the first draft, second episode of SmackDown on Fox, but you decided to watch this past Monday's Raw. And okay, so. Just to get the timeline. Going from AEW to WWE is like watching Tim Burton's Batman to watching Schumacher's Batman and Robin. Oof. I disagree, uh, but I yeah, agree. that's 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 I that's little, little too much. <laughs> that's much. Um, the war room scenes. No, well, well, considering what he's he hasn't seen, he's watching this raw. And he didn't even see SmackDown. It was so much worse. Uh, this I I can't I actually kind of get where he's coming from. Like watching an AEW, which is a straight up wrestling, good angles. I meant to mention Jericho's promo earlier when we were talking about Jericho, how he just how, the the idea of not having a, you know completely just scripted promos, what you're able to do, and the magic you can make in the moment. Um, I, I don't, yeah, I, so going from that to watching that phony bullshit draft with the war room and the robot, it's kind of, that's kind of Mr. Freeze, you know, chill out, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's, I'm, I'm not, it seems hyperbolic, but just keeping everything in context, what he saw, what he was watching. Uh, the war room scene, the war room scenes were scenes and the unnecessary draft analysis from the commentators from other sports and the weathermen made me feel dumb for being a wrestling fan. Uh, everything outside the actual wrestling felt like they were making fun of the product they were presenting. And that's where I disagree uh, uh, again. I talked about it a little bit earlier. I, I don't, I don't think just on its face, Having those guys, Jake Laser, like they, like that's not so out of like. Do you watch, uh, you know, pregame shows and halftime shows like this? They're not all serious all the time. They joke. They have their gimmick. I mean, Frank Caliendo and the skits and shit they would do. It's it's not out of the. It's not. They're not stepping completely out of their realm. Yeah, Rob Riggle to, in that same vein. To, yeah, right. He's yes, he's the current one. He, they're not stepping out of their lane to 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 promote and to be a part of the WWE stuff. If anything, you could say WWE has made has forced those type of shows broadcast. You know, uh, um, in the same way that certain trash TV makes like Skip and 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 and, and Shannon show watchable and the first take and all the hot takes and all those shows, it, it could be that it could be similar with with uh, uh, those highlight shows and those halftime stuff. Like they're they they're injecting sports entertainment is it for better or for worse. I mean I'm not this isn't a value judgment, but so I don't think they're stepping completely out of their lane to to be a part of it. Nor do I think they're making fun of it because it's obvious a decent amount of those guys are fans on some level. Whether they're just casual fans because it's just, hey, yeah, wrestling is part of pop culture, Americana, blah, blah, blah. Or they're legit fans and know who people are and follow it on some storyline level. 
Um, so it's it continues. It's going to be silly yeah. if I mean it's already silly, but they really have to make sure that there's like regular integration with these personalities, or else right. Just if this is just a one, blah, and they shot their load, and hey, here's our introduction to Fox. It's more WWE making fun of them. Mm-hmm. For real, for real. It's like, hey, this is what you sports people like. I don't know. Yeah, but yes, hopefully they pick their spots. It doesn't have to be an every week constant. Hey, we're on Fox and let's look at look at how we're promoting because Fox is going to promote their stuff all through baseball, all through football season. You know, it's just a part of the network now, so you won't have to. You know, but in the beginning, sure, you're making a splash and PR and all that stuff, but. Um, yeah, pick your spots, have guys. Find – it's plenty of them. Find your legit sports folks that are willing to come on and do stuff on SmackDown, whether it's a guest analyst thing or a big match coming up or whatever it may be. Uh, but you, you you do stuff like that, and you make sure the guys are, that the guys and the women that, are, that you pick are into it. And, again, there's nothing to go around. Okay, so here's where uh, – Jason's email gets gets good or interesting. <laughs> it's a good email all you through, but here's where it gets interesting. Uh, uh, when I first started listening to to this podcast, the East Coast Cast, six years ago, I think it was Sarge who would come on every week and complain about WWE, and I would think to myself, man, I never want to be this guy. I'd just rather stop watching if I got to that point and think. I think, and I think I might have reached that point. I want to hit, and this is the line. I want to know though, was Sarge right six years ago, and I was just blind, a blind WWE loyalist, or has the past year or two been a new low for creative? Thanks, guys. And if I could start this out, I don't think, and I think you could throw Boris in there too, like those 2012 live cast calls. <laughs> It wasn't that they were wrong. Like, I think people kind of did at least, uh, like, Sarge would go off on his rants about Triple H and stuff. Like, they were hyperbolic and over the top and, 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 and unnecessary. But sometimes at the core of their argument, they had a point. It was just the obnoxious way they went about it. And the repetitive, like, okay, we fucking heard this 17 times this month. You know, like, any, anything new. So it's not that you were right, they were wrong, right or wrong, or you, you that kind of thing. It's you just, uh, yeah, just weren't. Well, I mean, uh, let's let's examine it. I mean, yeah. some of some of their biggest problems was was John Cena, um, and mm-hmm. you know, Triple looking back on it, that, yeah, like we have an appreciation for what John Cena was, and, and even though it wasn't necessarily their argument, when we look back on it, what we say a lot is, wow, John Cena was a big-ass Band-Aid for a lot of things that were going on. Um, and then once there wasn't a John Cena, like, then you see these holes at the top of the car, and you see people unable to catch on, and it's not just that the, the people put in place are the problem, it's that because Cena was able to hold on so long, that philosophy stuck with a Roman Reigns for a long time to where 
he's still a, re- a reclamation project right now. And, you know, uh, Beth Rollins, who, who has his flaws, they seem to be magnified by the fact that he had to overcome it. Brock Lesnar, who was around in a similar vein of Cena, and we're going to keep this guy at the top of the card regardless of what people are saying. Like, Boris and Sarge's issues um, might not have always been argued properly, but they were certainly valid, and they look a lot more valid looking back on them. Yeah, and that's that was the interesting part. Like, look, like, are they right? I mean, again, I put that in, in context, but it's like, yeah, what, what should those the core of their arguments been taken more serious? Um, and again, I think you know, in the you, you understand and you do take it seriously. It's just. Yeah, you know, it's just an unwavering hope that things get better and ain't nothing you can do about it, even if you're goddamn Dave Meltzer, Wade Keller, or anybody with, like, that people care about it on that side of the wrestling business or uh, mm-hmm. writing about it. No matter how much influence you think you might have, you can just just hope that things get better creatively for your own personal entertainment. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of ways they, they have, but in so many ways, they, they're, they're, yeah, like you said, they've been exposed in a lot of ways with Roman Reigns at the top, like, because he ain't no John Cena. Mm-mm. You know, as much as people might want to compare the two, like, yeah. <laughs> took a lot longer for people to just turn on Cena and go, wait a And it was the, you know, same, at least Cena got the benefit of, like, being somewhat authentic for decent, not that he's a phony now or in this heyday, but you know, he got to be himself. People got to see the, the unbonafide charm and charisma and all the things that makes him a, a draw and likable person and all that kind of shit. Uh, before they, and a lot of the resentment was they went and horrified him up and you know, turned him into a walking billboard and all that shit. Um, so, all right. Thanks for the uh, the email, uh, Jason. I hope this was the segment you wanted to re- wanted it read in. So next time, let us. Yeah, we appreciate it. It's new. But back to consolation lines. You know what? Let's get let's, let's get Boris in here to to to, to maybe respond or. Hands up on the back. Hey. <laughs> Let's go. Boris, what's going on? Oh, let me let me say this before I forget because I just thought about it. Um, mm-hmm. With uh, Chris Jericho and Jack Hager, or however they want to call them, he got him over with his, with, his, um, 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 with his MMA background, right? Yeah. You know, look 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 how the difference with the way they're treating Bobby Lashley with his MMA. MMA background. You see what I'm saying? He's been sleeping in the bed with somebody instead of them yeah, putting he, him in there with strictly with ground the, in town right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I never well, right. I never understood that. Why don't why haven't they used his MMA like they do everybody the ones that are UFC and MMA, you know, boxing or whatever. Why is he why is he grounded to bedrooms instead of rings? Well specifically Specifically on the MMA stuff, I think you could just look at his, not his record, because I think he was 3-0, 5-0, whatever, but you got to look at the 
quality of people. Yeah, the, the resume isn't isn't oh, good. It was it was like laughable, like in the in the moment, like in in real time. It was like what? Same with Batista. Remember Batista in those MMA fights? Mm-hmm. What the fuck is this? People laughed at it. And I don't think Swagger had Hager had the same reaction to his opponent, and he and he won his fight and uh, did it in more of a legitimate fighter way. Uh, Batista just happened to be in there with a, 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 a fat blown up guy, and he just was a muscled up blown up guy. <laughs> you know, the one fight I remember distinctively that Batista had. Um, so I think that's that's why. And Bobby, yeah, and, and Bobby don't wrestle like an MMA guy. He wrestles like a big muscle that's true that wrestler, pro pro wrestler. Jake Jake Hager wrestles like a guy who wrestled, you know, amateur wrestling for a long time, and maybe did, and did some shoe fight. Uh, okay. Well, I look forward to Tuesdays now, y'all. I I really do. I I really we was in a in a lighthearted. Let me know. Are we are we talking? TNA, or I mean, are we talking Impact, or are we talking NWA, NWA or both? Or? NWA after dark, or what is the power? Dark out. Wait a minute. AEW's dark. AEW's dark. AEW's dark. AEW's dark. Yeah. I made me. What I did to try to keep up with a lot of this stuff, I made me an actual separate YouTube channel, and I put none but the shows in it, so I can just go to it. And you know, go go right. That's in. the only thing subscribed in there. Huh? That's the only thing you I subscribed got, to I, in there. You saying? Yeah, I got okay. I got it. I got I got me a I got MLW in there. I got the NWA. I got the AEW. So that's a lot of you know. And then I can get the uh, from shows that I'm, I'm not able to catch up with. At least I get the highlights. I mean, because I'm I'm all in with the the way they're doing it now. And and like I said, I can listen to you guys for. For to get my update on on WWE because it ain't watchable. I mean, I I would never want y'all job to watch and explain Stretchy <laughs> Wade. This, I mean, honestly, yeah, he's got to do it in a serious way. This stuff. Yeah, yeah, like we we're at least la- I mean, allowed to talk and listen to Wade's Monday Night Raw review. That's a, that's a hard half hour. I told Sonya, I don't want y'all job. I say I told Sonya, <laughs> I don't want y'all job. To watch yeah, this man. stuff and explain, and then you gotta understand, I'm listening to a whole bunch of reviews and stuff, and the th- whole thing is they started to debate how to watch WWE less so they can watch the other products more. So they try to debate who's gonna watch it and how much of it is gonna watch. Yeah, they ratcheted it, it off like that. that? <laughs> yes. Other podcasts, <laughs> other other shows, other YouTube reviews. They actually, you know, picking, okay, I'll take Ooh. one for the team. You don't have to watch it no more. I'm serious. I'm, I, guys, I follow all you guys. And, and like I said, I'm watching how Ooh, it's deteriorating like against WWE. That's right, You know, because they're adding on stuff that's actually, NWA is doing really good. Somebody it seems to be straightforward and to the point and highlights the exactly. characters that they're trying to get across. And then they go wrestle. And check this out. It's one hour, and then I wish it was the other way around. A, the A, AEW Dark did NWA because, like, you go from NWA to Dark. So you're going to, from a slow pace to a fast pace. I'd rather go fast pace and then calm down with the NWA. But I watch them both because then, like I say, you can do 
they won out the other. And I was like, how? that was brilliant. No, this what this what I said to to Will earlier. Like, if you not, if you not, if you want to complain and talk and bitch about and rightfully so uh, about WWE and their creative and how bad their TV is, it's like, well, there's alternative shit to watch, and mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, people are going. And, there's alternative shit to watch and watching in droves. I mean, the numbers that those those first couple NWA power shows are doing on on YouTube are, I mean, they're doing real numbers, like quarter million fucking views in the first two or three days for that for that first show. It's like, what? Some fucking NWA bullshit in 2019 is going to end up in two weeks with a million fucking views probably. Holy shit! So. It's, it's uh, working. Yeah, it's it's Jim Cornette it's is good. There there's, there's no complaint. Oh, on the yeah, he's an announcer right here. On the yeah, I mean, if if anything, it should be his goddamn uh, environment. You know, so he can shut the fuck up. Would be something like NWA power, especially if he has any kind of any kind of influence. And you know something I'm getting well, used to with the AEW, a- AEW yeah. is they're showing us after the fact, you know, they're showing us behind the scenes after the fact when you see something, they show you how it happened, which is the, some of the parts of AEW Dark. That when, like like a Dynamite, when it happens or whatever, on, right. uh, on the Dark version, they'll show you clips of, them, oh, I'm sorry, it's all of being, being elite shows you them no. walking to the ring or whatever. And they show you, they give you extra sure. stuff like yeah, if yeah. it's something going on, it's something going on with Kenny Omega and them, right? If you follow, because we wonder how this was going to work out. If you follow all elite, you'll find out their, their struggles and the personalities because, you know, their story on all being elite that follows the wrestling. So every time something happens, you get to see it through the eyes of being elite. You see what I'm saying? So they okay, still keep, they're still keeping that they're keeping that show. So you got a, a beginning of what's happened, but you see it after the fact. And the dark is the dark matches because he, you know, like Kenny Omega, he they told him you due to the fact you was in a match, that's why you off tonight. He actually said, "Well, I scheduled myself for a dark match," and he was like, "I want to do all this." And this was this is the you know you get to see the development of the whole thing. And I guess this is the modern way. It has to be, if you think about it. This is what WWE should have been doing. You get what I'm saying? If you're going to go modern and entertain and you still be wrestling and not be shamed, as someone called on Wade Show and said, he figured out, he just found out that they shamed of, of being wrestling. Oh, that so, wasn't hard to figure out. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, yeah, a million examples. Okay, yeah. but what no, do you guys I, think? Is this a, yeah, the way the way AEW is presenting? You think this the? I, I'm just asking because I always think it is this the way wrestling, the way it, the modern wrestling is supposed to look and feel now? Well, the well, behind the scenes is flawless. I mean, that stuff that they're showing behind no, no, the scenes is on their ancillary right. stuff. It's on YouTube. It's on their social right. media. It's not what they're presenting on TNT. Well, but you get what I'm saying. The way they doing it. Well, I, I'm just, you know I'm just by your description, it sounds like, you know, kind of paint-by-numbers backstage stuff, a little hidden, you know, uh, not hidden camera, but, like, yeah, just BTS shit. I, 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 I get that. If you want more, there's more to get. 
but that's not driving anything. Like, it's just up there, YouTube. And I'm not saying it's not significant and they don't have views and they're not making some yeah. money off of those views, but, you know, it's not <laughs> what they're presenting to mainstream and saying AT&T is what, what we want. And so, everybody, you know, 95% um, of the audience isn't seeing what you're talking about. Yes. Right. I mean, aesthetically, I'm still, like, NXT is perfect for me. Um, and what I mean by that, I like the idea of of the small arena. Like, you know, boy, Why are people thinking about up. that? Oh, it's so dark, and it's obviously a smaller place. Like, so? What's that got, to, no, what's yeah, that got yeah. to do with the angles happening and the matches happening in the ring? You know, if you look at Omega and the Bucks, like, like what's their calling card? You know, they're big fighting game nerds. You know, um, and those are always presented in a context of, you know, yeah, close quarters, yeah, small yeah, arena, yeah. and the thing that the 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 spectacle isn't the 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 venue. The spectacle is the performance, and right. so, like to me, the reason NXT is so good to me is because they perform in these small arenas, but then when the big fight happens, that's when it's in the large venue when everybody who's invested in it. Can, can can let their emotions out. I think that's right. why NXT gets such a good reaction. Um, and so that, like, like even NWA being in that smaller arena, um, you know, I even like the way that that Dynamite is shot. Like, I know they're not running, you know, the, the Cow Palace is always what I refer to. I know they're not running, like, monster venues, but they're running good-sized buildings. It doesn't look like the Super Bowl every arena, but it looks like a bunch of people who showed up to see wrestling. Not a bunch of people who showed up to watch a show. Um, I, I do think that WWE suffers from running too large of venues because I think then the spotlight is on WWE and not on the matches that they're seeing. But that's that's a super meta thing. But Boris, I, I more agree with you than don't with with NXT being aesthetically like what I like the most. Yeah, I, I think Let I'm right there. Question about NXT. Let me ask you a question about. So what keeps you going? Because what was hurting me is every time when you keep up with the NXT product, when they go to the main roster, is how they get treated. And so, yeah. how, what keeps you going? Because it, it, it frustrates me to see Oscar do so well in one product, one part of the product, then go go to the other side of the product and just she's a heel now. And it, you, but you understand what how the, the process is going. I don't, I'm trying to figure out what keeps you going, and not it just turned me off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm a big, I'm a college football guy, right? And I understand that right. 1% of those players make it to the league. Um, and so I can appreciate what they bring to the game at that level, even if it's not going to pay off at, at the next level. Like, we're still old, Boris, and Oscar Ember Moon, 40-minute match, <laughs> you know, like, I know, right? we're still waiting on that, uh, because we know how good exactly. that can be, but I understand, because it's, it's not, the NCAA and the, and the NFL, even though they're the same company, they're not the same company, so I get what you're saying, it, you don't want to invest in somebody that's going to move on to something where you're not going to see them get the best, but, like, Finn <laughs> Balor, I think that Finn Balor is, Cesaro? at this stage, well, yeah, Cesaro too, but I think, like, Finn Balor going back to NXT, for me as a fan, that's not a demotion because I know no. what he can produce for those people with that type of motivation. And, and so, 
I, I try not to look at them as symbiotic, even though I know they are. I can appreciate NXT as a standalone, even though I wish all those guys got paid like they were on the main roster. And we got look, Bianca, Bianca Belair is eventually they gonna want her. Yeah, she man, you know what I'm saying? She's in danger of not washing out, but being relegated. Like she needs to get out of that ecosystem. There's nothing for her there. Yeah. And even when Absolutely. I looked at the um at the draft, Raw has nine women and SmackDown has five. Remember they like, did that shit before they had they had SmackDown have a bunch of it was yeah. yeah. There's room. You know, like there's there's room. And they need to they should And NXT that. just got that Shotzi Shotzi woman. So uh-huh. like they're always Black replenishing. Art. So they're always always replenishing. Uh, so you gotta, you know, and, and they've yeah, been running the same damn matches. Like, like no disrespect to WWE, it's great they have so many women on their main roster, but it's the same matches. Like, even if you shuffle the deck, we've been seeing the exact same matches for four or five years. So, so, so your two are who, and your three, if you want to add one, because mine are, yeah, Bianca, uh, Shayna, I mean, and, and uh, you know, crap. Um, she wasn't my third, but who's her head? Bianca, Bianca, Shayna, and shit. But definitely Bianca and Shayna. Yeah, Bianca and Shayna. Me too. I'm um, right there with you, Trav. I would say I, I still want Mia Yim. That was it. That was it. That was it. Uh, it was Mia Yim. I still want Mia Yim to find her groove, even though I think, like, she already has a unique look that they don't have up there. Um... I mean, EO's ready, you know. Um, I really think that NXT would benefit from a strong Dakota Kai face champion run. Like, I really think they're due for some of that, just a pure baby face. Um, mm-hmm. Because everybody, to their credit, is fairly... Well, they should have had her lose last week, even if it was to make, uh, I think, Bianca Belair. Yeah. And I think I talked about that with Rich. Like, man, they've got to... They, 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 because the match, I think earlier in the show, they had, uh, uh, Aaliyah lose to some, uh, to Rhea Ripley. Even that's more. Yeah. And then they had Dakota Kai lose to Bianca Belair. And I was just like, they gotta have, they gotta, they could have had both those women be, they could have had Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah lose that night, one to Rhea Ripley, the other. Bianca Belair and left Dakota Kai alone or had her win a match or something. So I, I got a great look. And she's huge. Like, I know people were telling me, like, she's not actually as big as she seems, and a lot of it's like, it's all about patience. But they mean. So what? She looks great. And she looks right. like a bully. And it, it's a great look. Um, she right. Really and that's why you can look. And her shoulders damn wide across. Like, she has a great it, look. Is it, that is exactly why Shayna can can go. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you exactly. have another a heel bully. That, that feeling. Yeah. And Shayna, like, Shayna checks off all the boxes, especially on a roster that doesn't have, even though I think Charlotte, it's weird to say Charlotte's getting better, but, like, she's really, she, she keeps showing me more. Um, but, like, now, I'm like, what do you do with Shayna? 
because exactly, exactly. Like, I, I she's like, so dominant. She's so dominant. Yeah. Excuse me. Let me help. Let me get in with you. She's so mm-hmm. dominant. When she comes to the main roster, what do you do with her? Because she's supposed to Oscar, ride. She's supposed Oscar to ride fire. All them girls. They them. Right, if they you we see what they're doing with NXT, they making these their their characters, their their wrestlers so strong. When they come to the main roster, it really it really makes the the other the old the other girls, you know, look a little weaker. You know what I'm saying? You can't see her losing to certain characters because they haven't been built strong. I'm waiting with Shayna's out there first. If she she's supposed to walk through the roster. And then you start lining up the uh, the the ones that are built strong, like the Charlottes, the Baileys, and you go through Bailey first, and you end at Charlotte, because Charlotte oh, is yeah. that Charlotte is the girl. Charlotte is the one you see how they treat her. You you can feel and then you build up, that, and then after all that, that, that after, in that Roman after, Reigns punch, and then after a year of that, and then here comes Ronda Rousey back to you know. And thanks for us for the, for the call. But here comes Ronda Rousey, back to you know WWE. She had her baby, or maybe not, or whatever. You know, I haven't heard much on that. Uh, and and she's ready to wrestle again. And Shannon Baszler is the top bully MMA type chick. You know, not type, but you know. And uh, uh, and then here comes Ronda Rousey to to put her in her place. That's money a year from now, a year and a half from now. WrestleMania thirty, uh, you know, twenty twenty one. Am I, am I, am I, am I, is that, uh, am I off? Is that a story to tell? No, I, I'll be right back, Trav. Oh, okay. In the meantime, uh, let's talk to Terrell. Uh, I need somebody to validate me, Terrell. Um, it, that's a story to tell, right? Did you hear what um, I just said? Yes. Yeah, you can tell that story, and you have mm-hmm. her come out there and congratulate Ronda for showing up. Then you have her beat up. Don't even play around with it. <laughs> oh, so you don't even have uh, uh, Shayna, like, hesitate any? Like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Don't have Because Shayna is a person who already shows. She, um, she don't want nobody to be. She the boss. And she was already playing sack and fiddle. Then that's when you have to do the storytelling with the announcers and having them tell the story. How she was playing sack and fiddle in the horse women and watch Ronda blow up then come and give the spot to WrestleMania where she had to work hard for her spot. Mm. Like imagine this year's WrestleMania is main event is, you know, whatever Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar or whatever, just a normal kind of men's match. I think you could then go back to a women's main event again if you do Shane and Ronda Rousey right. But you have to, that has to start now, or not now, but the minute she gets to the main roster. Assuming you can she bring gets Shane there. In right now and have a women's uh, main event at WrestleMania because y'all got to Oh, yeah, that. sure. Uh-uh. Because Charlotte really not the, the one. She used uh, to be the one, but all she do is lose now if you think about it. Uh, how they do it, and she get her character flips. Because they know they, they don't want they're tr- they're trying not to turn her into they don't want her to become the female Roman Reigns, so they're trying they're hitting that off with you know having her lose in certain places. I don't think they're they're 
wrong for it or off in, in, in any major way. Well, they but they keep turning her too. Last week she was a baby. Yeah, this week she just up yeah. and pop. She turning every week it seemed like. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. and that and uh, they go to um because I was like, dang, <laughs> uh, I hope Crab ain't questioning himself and thinking that uh, Sarge was right <laughs> on the right thing. So well, again, I don't think it was about right or wrong. It was just <laughs> how you argue. Oh, I got what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, I got what you're saying. But my thing was, those guys will be are wrong anyway because they picture all they hate onto one or two people. And my question to you or uh, to them would have been so, because I, I think Cam said it earlier, Seth, Seth Rollins keeps putting the foot to himself affecting himself. Is it Seth Rollins affecting himself? Or is it the people who telling him what to say are the ones who flaw? Because he only going and doing not what he's doing what he's told. You mean on TV and stuff? Yeah, on TV. Yeah, of course. What's, what's happening on TV is causing the problem off TV on Twitter. Remember now, he's only right. defending himself from what right. he has to now defend like something he may or may not believe in. No, totally. No, 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 no. And it's just a, it's just a, uh, uh, yeah, it's crossing over into that realm. No, no, no. It's always that's why people, I say that. It's always whoever's in charge creatively. They don't have any leeway. He's even as one of the main guys, he doesn't have much leeway to to do things. He can make That's all the suggestions he wants. If they say no, say it this way, do it that way. He's got to say it this way and do it that way. Yeah, they have yeah. the ability, but you know, it, it's more go along <clears> and get along there. So that's why I always say people like Sarge and sometimes. Um, boards and when they be wrong because they only see it one way. They don't never open their minds to see it that it's it's always something. It's never how you see it. It's never a straight line when it comes to stuff. It's always stuff that causes this. And as you can see, Vince been doing this stuff for years. That's why you can't. That's why they can't get another baby face over. Uh, that's why when they get more character to get to get a push, the sake of, get for the sake of defending, you know. Sarge. I don't think he was wrong about Triple H signing law. Uh, the core of his argument as a wrestler. You know, and the way he yielded his political power and all that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> like that was, tell you it the was last just argument uh, that he had with you, though, Trav. <laughs> the uh, last uh, argument, and this is what you said to him. <laughs> he was talking about, he brought up Triple H, and you like, what do he got to do with what we talking about? He's not, he wasn't even on his show. <laughs> that's what, that's what yeah, that kind of stuff. So the point he was probably making wanting to make about Triple H was probably again had some merit, but it was just like they're over and over and a constant that part. Uh, but yeah, so anyway. Yeah. But you know, um I was listening to you guys. You know, y'all helped me get through the gym, um when um early in the conversation. Um draft should never happen. The only way I can see the draft working on on WWE T V is if they have it on the network first and then you hype it up to where people come to watch the show to see how the roster will look. 
Like, dude, yes. like a real, like, they don't yes. have the draft on fucking Fox they don't or, fuck. or, or, or CBS. They have that shit on yeah. NFL Network or wherever they're, they're, they're stuff. Man, and, and they just have the whole a, thing produced with man. video and high, yes, oh, gosh. It's <laughs> absolutely a network, like a three-hour network special. Yeah. L- look how easy that is. I don't know about three goddamn hours, Cam. <laughs> Well, I mean, as, as opposed to what, though? Ride right along, right along 6, moped edition? Give it a, give it a solid three-hour joint that you can go back and revisit if you need to. And nobody will ever watch it again. But, well, you know. then those damn ones, you could still improve on those war rooms, make them look more serious. And then they, but they make sense, you know, uh, of the cheering because it's in the moment. Like, you know, black tuxedo <laughs> and read and read uh go and stay around number twelve, you know. It could have been fun. Could have been. Damn. Why do you even bring this up, uh Darrell? God damn it. <laughs> hey, I, was just saying, <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying, you know, it, that's the only way to me that it can ever work because it, you already telling so many rules and then you break your rules immediately <laughs> and it'll just be stupid. And, and uh, like, <laughs> it's just crazy. And that's what turns off a casual fans because I th- I swear I still say wrestling fans think that everybody thinks like them. When casual fans don't think like that sometimes. Casual, like, okay, I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? This is stupid. You mean, first of all, you made me sit here and listen to this explanation, 20 minutes of this explanation of stupid stuff, and then y'all don't even follow it? I'm, I'm done with it. And and then they already think that we lowbrow, and then you do lowbrow things to even to make them people confirm to themselves that oh, rapping is lowbrow is stupid. So it's like you hurt, double hurting yourself, and that's why it's hard for anybody in wrestling to bring in new fans. It's not about being embarrassed. It's just hard because everybody make it seem lowbrow instead of just saying. We all know it's fake, but just it's other stuff that you accentuate to make it seem better. Once you start making it seem some type of way, that's in every, it's like in everyday life. Once somebody makes it seem that way, that's what you believe. And you like, fuck it. I don't do with that shit. Indeed. Uh, uh, hit us with a question or something real quick um, so we can wrap this thing up for real. Man, go ahead and wrap the show up, man. Y'all good. Man, <laughs> don't leave me with four whole minutes. Okay. Well, I ask y'all this then. Four four minute outro song. Right now, okay. How do y'all feel about the people blaming LeBron James for not speaking uh, for this China situation and not defending um Daryl Morey right to speak? Yeah, I mean. You know, that's criticism that he's, I hope he was a, a, a 
aware of and anticipated. Like, hey, if I'm going to go ahead and fucking defend authoritarianism or, or, or just by tacitly defend it, at least by not just saying, nah, that guy said what he had to say. He got the right to say it. And it's not, and, de- and defending democracy isn't a bad thing. And I'm not going to be ashamed to say I've, to defend democracy around the world. Like, that's not controversial to me. Like, excuse me for, you know, like, he didn't do that. And I get the fact that people go, wait a second. And, you know, like, I don't get the rich guys like Harden and LeBron. Like, y'all are set. Like, what, like y'all, I mean, maybe he's looking out for his brand and future in Chinese markets, but it's James Harden. And he's like, oh, no, we love China. We love, you know, we got no problem with China. Maybe, well, maybe you should. The thing so, I'll say, and we're going to talk more about it uh, probably on South Congress this weekend, but mm-hmm. if you're going to make those criticisms, don't make them while I'm in China and you're not. That's what I'd ask. Like, who's, who's in China? What do you mean? No, LeBron and them were in China when Daryl Morey made the China comments. Like, yes, and they were hemming them up. <laughs> don't do that. They were hemming them up, not allowing them to go nowhere. Step yeah, out. Like, yeah. That's my issue. And, and I would definitely say that. Like, look, feel how you feel, but, like, I'm your direct employee. So you can be a freedom fighter all you want, but I'm the one who's going to have to fight <laughs> in the immediacy. Like, let, let's all have this conversation from your house when we're all there. Oh, like, yeah. For sure. But I think, the, re, I think a, the pushback to that could be, well, who told you to be in that neighborhood. <laughs> kind of thing. You did. Oh. That's the thing. You did. Oh, 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 you're you're the boss. Boss. You the same person that pays you. Not, you're you not know. saying That's that the the problem. to the fans. No, no, no. I got you. Sure, yeah, sure, but, sure. But um, no, yeah. I, I also hey, think I that LeBron was not go? perfect in what he said. Yeah, up, Absolutely not. But I think that people are being selective in, in criticizing him with this when he's been very forthright in, in issues that directly involve the people criticizing him. That's what I think. Yeah. And can I say this? He was, uh, Daryl Morey was easy to um, uh, speak on that, but go check his Twitter line and when they was, um, his own players were coming out talking about Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. Or what, he was pretty quiet. Plight in the United mm-hmm. States. He was pretty quiet. He was quiet. Yeah. He was quiet. So I find it funny that, oh, it's good. Uh, they, they, they want to speak on other people's mm-hmm. problems. Yeah, the receipts can be closed. And you got to answer about the problems of the United States. You told yeah. me to shut up and dribble, and you get caught like cap. You get caught your job. So I don't pay no attention to that because the people in China, I, they can do. I, I want them to do what they got to do, but that don't affect me because I'm still worrying about if I'm sitting in the house playing a video game with my niece, somebody coming up and shoot me, shoot me in my chest. Yeah. That's what affects me. What they do over there don't affect me. Yeah, you, like people people. You, you would like people to keep that same energy and not when it's convenient and it's like, oh, well, that's the way over there. Or it's so, yeah, it's, it's yeah, when you start pulling those receipts, it's like, oh, hey, Daryl Morley? Daryl Morley or whatever, you know, uh, there's this thing that I was on your side. Oh, hey, what about this? This receipt got pulled. And and if you want to if you want to stand up, so to speak, for something, uh, you have to understand when a receipt gets pulled, and you're like, 
Why didn't you stand up for this one that was like right in your backyard and very egregious as well? Bingo. Yeah, because that's the reason why they criticizing LeBron. Because they say he stood up for Black Lives Matter, so you got to stand up for that. If you don't stand up for Black Lives Matter. I'm trying to make it. Let me ask me when I'm on fucking. Yeah, let's talk about China when I'm in, (laughs) you know, in L.A. <laughs> All right, yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's that's it. Uh, I'll talk to y'all next week. Uh, Cam, appreciate your energy. Here's your co-hosting ship. Um, let me do that. Um, so yeah, uh, thanks everybody for for tuning in, chiming in, emailing, tweeting, whatever you did. Thank you. Um, we'll get at y'all next week, same time, same channel. Uh, 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 Non-VIP folks, the the road ends here. Uh, VIP folks, uh, click over. Rich and I will be by for another hour or so of content. We'll be reacting to NXT and uh, AEW Dynamite. So, till next time. Talk to you all next time. Something like that. Never be nothing less. Grand beyond, grand beyond next.